Hi everyone, my name is Louisa and I'll be reading our second Bible reading, which comes from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all. My name's John. I'm one of the ministers at our church. And oh, what a joy it is to be able to celebrate Christmas with you this morning. It is a joy. It's a, a wonderful morning to be together. And I, I always love Christmas mornings because it's very insightful as I look around at your faces and the faces of the little ones here. And I'm sure it's true for you as well as you look around to each other, and especially if you notice the faces of the little ones. It's a very telling time because you look at the faces of the children and you can see whether it was a good morning for them or not. You know, those children who are still smiling, they're, they're pretty excited about their presence. The children who are not, perhaps because parents, we forgot batteries or something like that. And they're thinking our parents do better next year. But you look at the faces of my kids, you, you might not be able to find them um, in case you embarrass them, but they better be happy because, boy, they cost me a mozza this year. <laughs> in fact, what we did for one of our uh, kids, our child, uh, we, we, uh, it's a boy, so we gave, him, I have, <laughs> we gave him his present, but we printed out what he would get on a sheet of paper, put it in a box, wrapped it up, and gave it to him. And we just wanted to see his reaction, whether he'll be disappointed just getting a sheet of paper of the picture of what he will get or not. And that was a little uh, surprising exercise, but we, we were not that bad parents. We had the real present there. But I do wonder how Christmas have been for you so far. Has it been a good Christmas? Has it been the Christmas you expected has it been the Christmas you, you planned for, you wanted, you longed for all year? I mean, we're already on the last Sunday of 2022. Well, I guess it depends on the picture of Christmas you have in your minds. In your minds, you've got that you know, picture of what Christmas should be like. And so what is that picture of Christmas? If you put it all together, is that the picture you're experiencing at the moment? or what you'll experience already. Well, let's try to paint that picture. Well, what's a good Christmas? Well, perhaps a good Christmas might be one where there are good presents. 
And the good presents have to be the expensive ones. So if they're cheap, you know, well, in fact, one of the presents that the kids opened up this morning, we have to return that because it, it's uh, very disappointing. But anyway, <laughs> good presents makes a good Christmas. What else makes a good Christmas? Perhaps all the feasting and eating together. And so far, I've eaten uh, I've ate quite a lot already. Christmas lunch. Christmas dinner yesterday with the in-laws and lots and feel like feels like it's a bit too much eating already. You know, that makes for a good Christmas. Time together with family and friends, that makes for a good Christmas as well. Especially when there is harmony and cheer and joy and everyone just gets along. That's a good thing. That's what we want. You know, even that auntie or uncle or cousin who, who's a bit weird in the past this year, they're not. They're good. You know, that makes for a good Christmas. And, and so you put the picture of Christmas together with the decorations and the lights and the trees and you think, well, that's a good Christmas. And if you do experience a Christmas like that, wouldn't that be so wonderful? Would you want a Christmas like that? Good food, good family friends, joyful cheer together, good presents. You put that all together, it, it looks like a wonderful pi- picture of Christmas. That's what we would want. However... As wonderful as a picture of Christmas like that might look like, it would be to still completely miss the point of what Christmas is about. You see, if we paint a picture of Christmas and our longing for Christmas is merely with the horizontal, with what we do with each other and how we celebrate, it would be to miss completely the point of Christmas. You see, the presents eventually will get tired of them. The overeating will feel guilty about them. You see, what is it that makes for a good Christmas? Well, what makes for a good Christmas is to, in fact, understand and to embrace what Christmas is really about. And it's in the Word, isn't it? Christmas. Without Christ, there's just M-A-S, which means nothing. You see, Christmas is primarily not about what we do, or how we celebrate. If that's all we're thinking about Christmas time, on the horizontal plane, what we do and how we celebrate, we've completely missed the point. To understand Christmas and to find the joy of Christmas is to, in fact, remember the vertical. You see, far more important than what we do and how we celebrate, at Christmas time is to actually remember what God has done for us. And what is it that God has done? We see the very first Christmas, God opened his heart to us. There's from heaven to earth. And God opened up a way for us to get to heaven through Jesus. Just like those those parcel things that we saw before. You see, at Christmas time, if it's merely horizontal, we've missed the point of Christmas. We need to remember the vertical Heaven was opened. Earth was touched. And so when we come to the Christmas story, that is exactly what we see. In the story just read to us in Matthew, what was it that we saw? Well, through God's own initiative, it was as though at Christmas time, what God did was he pulled the curtains back. He took away the barrier and the wall between heaven and earth. God opened himself up to us. God opened himself up to us. And so in the story, Mary and Joseph, they received the shock of their lives. And of course you would. Imagine being Mary, 
discovering that you're pregnant. Not naturally, but supernaturally. Or imagine you're Joseph. Of course, you're going to be skeptical about this Mary, what's going on. But then the angel appeared and said, well, the child is conceived by the Holy Spirit. You see, what was happening was heaven was opened up. Earth was touched. And the connection point was the womb of Mary. And so Christmas is not just a cute story of stable and manger and animals, not at all. It is about what God has done. First and primary, of first importance, not what we do at Christmas or how we celebrate, but about what God has done. Heaven opened, earth touched, God came, the Creator became an infant, the divine became a human being, the infinite, infinite became finite, the uncontainable became contained, and the unchangeable became vulnerable. You see, the story of Christmas is not merely horizontal. What we do, how we celebrate, is first and foremost about what God has done in opening himself up. He opened his heart and he opened heaven. He came with open arms. In fact, what we'll consider are the two names given to Jesus. The first one, it's why Jesus was given the name he was in verse 23. When... The angel said to Joseph, your child is not like any other child. The angel said this, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see, the connection between heaven and earth was the womb of Jesus, of Mary. God opening himself up and becoming like one of us to be with us. Now, there's a reason why that happened at Christmas. It wasn't just a random event that God decided, let's come to earth. Not at all. You see, what happened at Christmas was the long expectations of the people of God for centuries. And it's captured in Handel's Messiah. Have you heard of Handel's Messiah? It's a tradition of many. Anyone heard it this year yet? Some have, the cultured people amongst us. The two. (laughs) I went to uh, listen to Handel's Messiah quite a number of years ago. Uh, just to become a bit more cultured in our Melbourne culture. And, and you know the hallelujah chorus when you stand. But you listen to the words of Handel's Messiah. They are all the words from Scripture. And where does it begin in Handel's Messiah? It begins in Isaiah 40, what we read in our first reading. And what we see in Isaiah 40 was that long ago, hundreds of years before Christmas, God promised something. God said, comfort, comfort my people. God promised into that dark world, when things were messy and chaotic, I'm going to bring comfort to my people. And so the people, for hundreds of years, they've been longing, yearning, God, when are you going to come? When are you going to bring us this comfort you promised? And then we continue to read on in Isaiah, a few verses later, which is also sung in Handel's Messiah. In verse 5, And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. You see, God said, I will come. I will come, and you'll see my glory. And how would God come? Well, we read later on. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. 
And so for hundreds of years, the people of God, they've been expecting, God, when are you going to come and bring that comfort where you will embrace us with open arms and draw us near like we're your young lambs, close to your heart? You see, the promise of Christmas is that God will open himself up and bring comfort. It's a comfort we need today. I mean, you think about our world. You watch the news. It's always bad news, isn't it? Always bad news. Terrible news all the time. I mean, even, even close to home, I suspect many of us do know of those who are finding life extremely difficult. I mean, it's very easy at Christmas time just to focus on the joys and the celebration and shy away from all that is hurting and weary and broken. But, but you see, this time of year is the time when it's most busy for lifeline. They receive an above-average number of calls during this holiday period. The executive, chief executive of Lifeline, Robert Sams, he said that Christmas period is like a paradox. And he said this, while many are celebrating, equally at the same time, there are many people who are feeling more lonely, anxious, sad and worried, or having feelings of grief and loss. And then he went on to say, those feelings people are feeling during the year can be amplified at this time of year. And do you know what that means? It, it, it's a difficult time for many. You know, we like to talk about the joys and the happiness of Christmas, the cheer. But yet for so many in our city, even amongst our family and friends, it is difficult. In fact, just the other day I spoke to a guy and, and it was just devastating to hear, hear how his upbringing was. Left home when he was eight, had to fend for himself from that point on, at 14, living on his own, working and studying. And I'm thinking, have you ever had a good Christmas? But that is the reality for so many who are weary and broken. And so we need this comfort from God. What did God do at Christmas? We can't just think about the horizontal. God opened up his heart. God opened up himself. Jesus is God with us, Emmanuel. And you see that in the life of Jesus. You want to know if God cares? You want to know if God can really bring comfort? Do we really know that there is something from heaven to earth? Or do I just have to work it all by myself? Well, you look at the life of Jesus and you see what Jesus did because to see Jesus is to see God. He is God with us. I mean, the, the leper, no one would dare touch or go close to. They're, they're cast outside the city walls. And what did Jesus do? He came close and he touched even the leper. The prostitute, those that people would despise and look down upon, they're filthy, dirty, stay away. What did Jesus do? Jesus welcomed and loved. To see Jesus is to see God. To see Jesus is to see the comfort of God. God came and he opened up his heart to us. In fact, what did Jesus do? He came with his arms, in a sense, open as an infant. His arms open wide, his heart so exposed. And as he grew, as he grew, it's a bit like how we engage with one another. As you come closer and your heart's exposed, your arms open, you become more and more vulnerable, isn't it? I mean, if you want to greet someone from a distance, you just wave, say hi, you know, just keep the distance. If you want to get a bit closer and greet each other, it might be their elbow if we still do that. 
or the handshake if you're a bit closer, or maybe the shoulder hug, or if you're really close, you embrace each other, and that's when you're very vulnerable. Your chest is exposed. But what Jesus did, in a sense, was came with his arms open, his heart exposed, so much so and so vulnerable that even God could be hurt by humanity. And that was what happened. His arms opened, his heart opened towards us that humanity can even take God to the cross and take a spear to his heart. And that was what happened. You see, the story of Christmas, the story of the cradle, is a story that heads to the story of the cross of Christ. His arms opened the Lord Jesus and he copped it all from humanity. It's why Jesus was actually given his other name, Jesus. Not just Emmanuel, God with us, but Jesus, God save us. And so we see in verse 21, the other name of Jesus. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. This is how God opens up heaven. This is how God opens up a way for us to be with God. He comes and he dies for us. He pays the debt. He stands in our place of sin and guilt and shame. And so at Christmas, Jesus opens himself up to us so that he can open up the home of heaven. And that's what Jesus promised. Later in the life of Jesus, he spoke those wonderful words. He said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. You see, Jesus came from heaven to earth to open up a way for us to get from earth to heaven. If our Christmas is merely horizontal, we've completely missed the point. We have to remember the vertical from heaven to earth, so that we might get from earth to heaven. In fact, it's what we sang just before, O come, O come, Emmanuel. One of the verses we read, O come, thou key of David, come, and open wide our heavenly home. Make safe the way that leads on high, and close the path to misery. And so what really did happen at Christmas? God opened up his heart, and he opened up a way for us people to get to heaven and the invitation is there and so this christmas what will your christmas be like will it be a, a joyful one i mean if our joy is merely horizontal that will fade that will fade by tomorrow but if our joy is because of the vertical what god has done in opening himself up to us his heart and the way to heaven then that is lasting and so if God has opened up his heart towards us, what do you think our response should be at Christmas time? God opened up himself so vulnerable before us. We cross our arms and say, no thanks, I'm just going to eat and sing and celebrate my way. That is to close our hearts towards God. But the right response is, as God has opened up his heart towards us, we open our hearts towards God. We say, yes, Lord, Jesus is Emmanuel, who is God with us. 
And Jesus is the one who has come to save us from our sins. How do we respond? We open up our hearts to God. And I'll end with this wonderful old carol, written by someone from over 100 years ago, who actually suffered quite a lot during her life. It's unbelievable, her life. She lived in the 19th century. Her name was Christina Rossetti. She lived during a time when life in Britain, in England, was pretty tough. In 1840, her family faced financial troubles, and it was rough. Her father's physical and mental health deteriorated, and her father suffered depression, died when she was only 24. When she was 14, she suffered a nervous breakdown, left school, had bouts of depression and other illnesses. She felt isolated for so much of her life, didn't like what was going on. You think about that picture of the life of a person. I mean, when you come to Christmas each year, how do you celebrate that? How do you find any joy? In fact, later on in life, she had Graves' disease, and that was almost fatal. How do you celebrate Christmas when it comes year in, year out, every single year, when that is your life? But yet for her, she understood Christmas. She understood the true meaning of Christmas. It wasn't merely horizontal, but vertical. She knew what God had done for her. And so how did she respond? You respond, and she responded, the only right way possible. As God has opened up her heart, his heart to her, she wrote these words where she shows she's opening up her heart to God. And so she penned these words in her carol in the bleak midwinter. She wrote, what can I give him, poor as I am? I mean, at Christmas time, what can we give God? God is the Lord who owns everything. He has everything. What can we give God? Well, she wrote, what can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? I give my heart. And so this Christmas for you and for me, is it going to be merely horizontal? Eating, drinking, presents opening, that will fade. That will fade. We remember the vertical. What has God done for us? He opened up his heart and he opened up a way for us to get to heaven through Jesus Christ. And that's my prayer for all of us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that at Christmas time we remember the wonder, the majesty of what you have done, that you would open up your heart and you'll open up a way for us to get to heaven through Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, to celebrate in wonder, not merely to focus on the physical, horizontal, but to focus on the spiritual and vertical, that Jesus is indeed Emmanuel, God with us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.